With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Tuesday, January 30. We explored the Australian Open's place in the major event hierarchy in Melbourne with Craig Tiley. Um, I'm very conflicted in this answer, but... <laughs> Um, I, I will say, if you look at the number of people that come through the gates, if you look at the economic impact, uh, if you look at the global significance, the Melbourne sign, for example, on the court equated this year to over $3 billion of media value. And you can't buy that much media value in that period anyway. So, so we, the Super Bowl is coming up in a week's time. You know, so globally, the biggest event that's happened has been the Australian Open. The next one will be the Super Bowl in the United States. So it's our view, if you just look at all the metrics, all the numbers, that there is an event in Australia, it's size. However, we're very fortunate because in Melbourne particularly, we've got great pillars. We've got the Grand Prix coming up. We've got, uh, we've got the, the Spring Racing Carnival. We have, you have the AFL Grand Final. You have, you have um, cricket. And I think the state government's done a magnificent job of ensuring that those pillars remain very strong and continue to grow. And in Australia, of course, we've got the Olympics coming up. So it is the sporting, uh, the sporting country of the world. And and we've got sporting capitals of the world, so we should all feel very proud of it, and we're glad we play our part, and you know, and, and that we do feel we lead the pack in many ways. Jake Nile analysed the big decisions of the past 18 months at St Kilda. Uh, well, in the football domain, yes, I, I think that that's a comment that came to me from a from a from a, uh, a leader at another club, and um, it wasn't the only person that said that to me in the in the uh, in clubland or in the broader footy uh, world. Jared, uh, that was a comment that almost universally people saw the exit of Simon Leslie as entrenching Ross Lyon's position. And I think I spoke to Andrew Bassett as well uh, on Thursday last week um, at length. And Bassett was, uh, he said that the, he basically was suggesting that the, the idea that these guys were fighting, were bluing, that Lyon and Leslie had been overplayed. But he acknowledged that alignment, it was the word he used, and um, cohesion were important factors for a club where you have to get everything right. And uh, pretty much the impression strongly given to me was that uh, that uh, that they felt that uh, that Les Lane had, you know, that the conception that Les Lane had of the job and that Les Lane football operation was not... Um, was not what they were going with. And you look at, you can go, you can say what you like, but you look at the names. He did say there's still, Jared, there are still less lean era people there, which there are. But the numbers tell a story, don't they? Peter Lawler assessed Australia's guarantee of the top six batters. Oh, yeah. Thank God the commentariat doesn't run Australian cricket, Jared. Thank God we've got sensible people like Andrew McDonald. And Andrew's a very sensible, sober type of person. Um, who doesn't panic, doesn't do anything in a sort of a, a state of anything but but absolute calm, and he's very rational. And they were never going to do anything but stick with stick with this top order the way it is. I mean, uh, that's not to say that they wouldn't have had concerns, and we aired those concerns. But I mean, how much did 
did the commentariat read into that Smith LBW dismissal in the first innings in Brisbane? It was the end of the world. You know, the parallels were being drawn, uh, and and I indulged them myself to the Ricky Ponting's uh, LBW in Adelaide at the end of his career. Um, but then, as as McDonald says, isn't it ironic? Steve Smith looked fantastic out there, and in a way, in losing that Test match, we actually saw what what the future could look like or the next few years could look like with Smith at one and Green at four performing well. A few little issues around them up there in Brisbane, not least of them Travis Head making two golden ducks, but that's not going to happen too often, we hope. Marnus is a bit of a worry. And, and I think Marnus knows he's got some issues. He's, I think if you ask Marnus, he wouldn't say he's batting well at the moment, like, like batters often do. Todd Lebo shared the mood in Kansas City after the Chiefs' latest success and the sheer focus that the city now enjoys. Well, I think I probably told you four years ago that it was unlike anything I'd ever seen, and it's just grown. Because he always hits the right chord, right? I mean, he built a brand-new big house in Kansas City. He owns part of the Royals, which is the baseball team. He owns part of the soccer team, the sporting Kansas City team. His wife owns part of the KC Current, which is the women's soccer team. They invest in everything. They're, they're going to bring, for some reason, the College Baseball Hall of Fame to Kansas City. He donated money for that. You know, he's just, he knows what buttons to push and how to, like, do it. So he's just as revered as anyone could possibly be. It's true royalty uh, and sports royalty here in Kansas City. And that's pretty crazy because they've kind of been pushed off the front page because of Taylor Swift yes. and Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just wild to think that this little town in the middle of America has all the attention of the world on it. It's crazy. And Ben Graham was feeling the pain for the Detroit Lions after their failure to make the Super Bowl. And to watch the game, and you saw clips from Ford Field during the game yesterday, and there wasn't a spare seat in the house. The playoff tickets to the Buccaneers game was the second most expensive non-Super Bowl playoff ticket in the history of the game. So you knew that the Detroit fan base was getting behind them. Even if they couldn't get to the game, they still showed up to be a part of it. But you just saw the outpouring of grief at the end of the game, the shots of the Lions fans with their heads in their hands and the tears rolling down their faces. But that's what happens in sport, right? Takes you on an emo- emotional roller coaster. And that's just a snapshot. The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.